BDR's Prime Partners podcast delivers insight on services, resources, and business practices that can help your company succeed faster. Listen and learn for ways to take your company forward. Welcome to the Prime Partners podcast. I'm Matt MacArthur, BDR's Director of Training. Today, our topic is what it's like to be the second generation in a family business. Joining us today is Luke Schar, General Manager of Schar Heating in Rittman, Ohio. Luke, welcome to the podcast. Good morning, Matt. Thanks for having me. It's an honor to be here. Well, I'm so glad to have you. And this is actually our first podcast we've ever recorded in person, even though you and I are in separate rooms. Yeah. (laughs) So, uh, yeah, it's a first for BDR. And uh, as we get started here, Luke, could you just tell us a little bit about your company and your role there? Yeah, so we are located out of uh, Northeast Ohio. Uh, It's about 50-50 split this year on residential and commercial work. Uh, That's primarily light commercial. We don't get anything too heavy. We are running about mid-30s with employees and uh, have a pretty rural area around us, so we get some drive time and and in some different areas. Okay, perfect. Well, we'll get into your company a little bit more as we uh, we talk here, no doubt. But our topic today is what it's like to be the second generation in a family business. So you're part of a family business. How did you first get involved, you know, as a starting point? How did you even get involved in HVAC? Was it just from birth or um, how did that happen? Yeah, so I grew up in it uh, like a lot of people have that are in the trade. Before we were old enough to be out in the field, my brothers and I, Tuesday mornings, we would go in, wash trucks, mow the grass, be in the area around the guys. We also did scrap on on units that came back, tore them apart. So, you know, got to see what they were made out of. Uh, Once we were a little older, once I was a teenager, started working summers out with install crews and learned a lot what, what that takes, what that entails, more about the business there. And then from there, moved to where I am now. Okay, and and that is the general manager position, correct? Correct. I went to school, went to college, and and during college, I I started working in the warehouse and then moved from there to office manager and from office manager. Now, early this year, I moved into general manager. Okay, cool. And am I correct your father started the business, or does it go back further than that? Yeah, he started it, I believe, 1994. Okay, and what is his role in the business now? So his role is kind of evolving as I transition into general manager and, and try and take more and more of the day-to-day stuff. He's currently acting as our sales manager. That's a role that we have a, a need and he's he's working to fill that. He supports me uh, a lot with a lot of stuff, personnel. He's handling a lot of HR stuff. He's still the president, so he's involved in the day-to-day, but not down in the office with everyone else in the trenches, uh, so to speak. He's more a little removed and he can have a little more flexibility with his time. Sure. Okay. Well, good. We'll, we'll talk more about that. I, I want to kind of go backwards a little bit first and just talk about, did you always want to be part of the family business? It sounded like it was just a natural thing that happened, Yeah. <laughs> but did you ever think about doing something else? Yeah, I, I thought a lot about doing something else. Growing up, seeing the blood, sweat, and tears that went into building a business and building a successful business, the long days, you know, not being home for dinner with the family, stuff like that, the, the sacrifices my dad made. I wasn't super interested in 
doing that myself, it's a big mountain to climb. It's, it's a lot of work, a lot of hours, and I have nothing but respect for him for doing it. I, I just didn't think that was quite what I wanted to do. Yeah, starting a business is, uh, that is a tough task. My hat goes off to anyone that does that because that is hard work. So so maybe you were thinking about some other things. What made you kind of change your mind then? It actually mattered what I was thinking about my future. So mid-teens probably. The business really started to grow and get to a point where he could get some some freedom, some independence. He's still work, still working long days, long hours, but you could see see a glimmer of hope that it's not just that, that there is a future that you can have more structure in your day and, and a little more time. You can take a family vacation or, or be a little more present. And seeing that, seeing that it, it doesn't have to be all consuming all of the time was, was a big change for our family, for me. And then the opportunities to help people, the more I looked around at what would I want to do with a career, the more I saw that there's so many amazing opportunities to help people to grow personally and to see the best future for myself uh, with the business that he started. He's built a great name for our family, put a lot of time into that. And just like I said, the opportunities to help people and make a positive impact in the world. I, I couldn't think or find anything else that would come anywhere near to what I can do here. Yeah. And and now you're building on this legacy that your father started too, which is, which is another cool aspect of this. Um, yeah. So, so let me ask you uh, this. You have some other family members that are involved in the business. Is that right? Yeah. So I have three brothers. One of them still in high school. So TBD on, on what he decides <laughs> to do with his future. But the other two, the one under me, he's our service manager. So he's in day to day. And my oldest brother doesn't work for us day to day, but he's very involved with the IT and supporting me on the technology side, making sure that we're secure and set up properly and everything's running to be as efficient and, and serve our customers. Okay, so it's truly a family affair here <laughs> at the Shar Heating. Nice. Well, let's talk a little bit about your company here, Luke. You know, what do you? What are some of the biggest challenges that that you all are facing right now? There's a few challenges we're we're working through. Uh, a lot of them, I feel like uh, most companies could agree with us on them. Probably the biggest one that's hurt us this year is just keeping up with price updates building the structure so that if we update one spreadsheet, everyone's using it. We're not using one spreadsheet for one guy and one guy uses another, that it's a central place that we can update pricing, get to it there. We fall behind more than I would like to admit. And, and that really cuts into our bottom line pretty quick. And the issue with that is we don't, you don't see it until the job's completed and who knows how many more jobs you sold at that poor pricing before you even catch it. So that's definitely been something we've struggled with this year, I would say. Yeah, I think that is very common. Yeah, across the board, and the the price increases are happening so rapidly. You have to; it's really difficult to stay on top of it. So, yeah, that makes a lot of a lot of sense. Well, let's go to the other side of that. What are some things that Char Heating does really well? So we're really blessed with a good team of guys. They all share the vision that we have, our, our company motto, which is quality service you can trust. And every day they're out there working. I have confidence they're working to provide the best service they can to our customers with every interaction. So our, our team really makes the difference on it. And we're really fortunate to have guys that 
want to live that out, that want to live an upstanding career in an upstanding company that uh, works to do the best thing for the customer that that comes through with everything we do. Yeah, absolutely. If you have team members that are committed to that and taking care of the customer, building trust, just like your your motto says, quality service you can trust, that goes a long way in succeeding. So is it hard to find people that fit your company culture and, and uh, want to be part of the team? It is difficult. We use the different, like the preview test to to test people out to make sure that they're going to be a fit for the job in the first place. And it really matters what, what references say. Some of our best hires have come from current employees who have a friend that they know is looking for a job or they think would be a good fit. And then, especially in that case, they come in knowing what our culture is, knowing what we want, just because they, they have a relationship with an employee already. So they come in because they know what we stand for and they want to be part of that. Yeah. And I, I imagine the people that are already on your team, they're protective of that. They're, they're not going to invite somebody to apply or to join the team that's not a fit. Yes, absolutely. We hear about it if there's sometimes there's an incident because we're not perfect uh, where things didn't go the way we wanted. And maybe there's a disagreement on the technician versus one of the management on how the solution is to fix it. So we'll hear about it if they feel like their morals or their values are being compromised, that it's not something they're comfortable with. We hear about that. And that's actually a really great thing that we get to hear about it because they, they want to make sure we're keeping that service for our customers to be the top. Yeah, that, that shows how much they care. You know, I, I really think that as, as a leader, one of the, the most dangerous situations you can get into is when your people won't tell you things like that, when they won't tell you that things are wrong because they're afraid of how you're going to react. So that alone just tells me you have a, a really cool company culture there that people are able to voice that thing and they want to protect it. They're all invested in it. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So nice job developing that. Now let's kind of turn a little bit. Now we've, we've talked about your company, true family business started by your dad. You got other, other family members involved in the company. You're now the general manager. Let's talk a little bit about the, the subject of, of our episode today of being the second generation in a business. What are some of the challenges that have come along with that as you're going through this transition with your dad where he's he's moving into a, out of the day-to-day, -day, you're moving into that. What are the challenges? Yeah, so we are working through challenges every day with it. <laughs> On myself, I feel a, a big responsibility to continue his legacy, to continue to build a company that he's proud to be a part of, to proud to have his name on, to build a company that even his first customers still recognize and, and want to use and value. They feel like, you know, our values match what they're looking for. So that's at a high level. I feel a lot of responsibility for that. And then more day to day, just building that trust with the team that I'm here. I want their best interest. Sometimes my vision's going to differ a little bit, maybe from what dad had, or we'll have to work through that. But at the end of the day, we, we still want the same thing. We want to provide the best possible service we can to our customers. We want to grow. We want to have a future for our employees and we want to be a good addition to our community and, and be a, a good, well-respected company. And so working through those day-to-day -day is, is 
a, a real struggle just keeping everyone on board and, and building that trust so that they they can feel that yeah he does have my back yeah we have the same vision for the company still yeah I, I can see that being I think that's a real common challenge for uh, the transition to a second generation in a family business and it's interesting to me what you said there about building trust with the team because it's not like you were an unknown quantity you know you've been involved in the business basically your whole working life and even before that so can we talk a little bit more about what you're doing to try to earn that trust or or what are some of the hurdles you think you got to get over in that aspect so this has been a big area for for me to grow into I'm kind of naturally an introvert, so it's an opportunity for me to grow, to get out and be with the guys and build that trust. So one thing I've been doing, we've been doing as as managers is working on implementing one-on-one meetings with whether it's office staff or technicians, whoever the appropriate manager is to build that trust, just to, to get that face time together, to hear concerns, to work through concerns. And the other thing I'm trying to do just generally, since I, I don't get to interact with maybe all the technicians or, you know, a different department every day, uh, just trying to be present, trying to be there. And they know I'm available if, if they have a concern, if they have something they want to talk about. And what's really tough for me as well is when I tell them I'm going to do something to make sure I follow through and do it. I want my word to be trusted, to be believed if I say I'm going to do what I want to. So trying my best every day to, to follow through and, and build that that history with them that I'm here for them. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I, I respect that approach and I love what you said about if you commit to something, you're going to back it up and make sure it happens because yeah, that's a true trust builder right there. And that that'll go a long way. And I think that's a something I've heard from other folks that are second generation in a family business that it maybe is the big challenge is, okay, my my father or my mother, they were the central people of this business since it began. And now they're not. <laughs> but I, I've got to have that same belief in me that, that the team had in my parents. And it takes, it takes some time to build that. So, yeah. so let me ask you this, Luke, your dad, what did you learn from him that has helped you in business? I, I learn more from him every day. I have more and more respect for him every day. It's uh, amazing what he's been able to grow. And the big thing I've been taking away from him is a challenge to myself is he has done so much work on himself to grow, to grow past what he sees as weaknesses in himself and you know places he needs to improve and taking the time, focusing energy on it, finding ways to grow past it, to work with it, to not let my shortfalls hold back the business to to hold back the employees we have. One of the things he says a lot that I really like and sticks with me, it's really something I got to work on is the business will only grow as far as we are willing to grow. So if there's a point where I decide I'm, I'm done growing, that's where the business is going to stop too. Because uh, it starts with me, I have to grow and then the growth of the business can follow after that. And that is words of wisdom right there. That makes me think of... Uh... Jeff Plant, who uh, does leadership training for BDR, he talks about the the leadership lid. And that concept is exactly what you said. It's that the leader has to be willing to grow. And then by their growth, they allow and support the company's growth. So I think your dad's hit on on a gem right there. A business will grow only as far as we're willing to grow. Absolutely. Um, 
So what I like about what I'm hearing there, though, doesn't sound like there's a you guys aren't knocking heads. You're he's supporting you. You're learning from him. You're supporting him and where he wants to go is. Am I right there or are there some are there some head knocking happening, too? <laughs> We're really fortunate as a family. We're really close. My best friends are my brothers. That's who I spend time with after work or the weekends. And we're really fortunate that we recognize that we don't always agree 100%, but we're not going to let that get in between our relationships. We test out really similar on personality tests. So we don't have lots of large disagreements. And the ones we do, we, we want to work through them and not let that get in between us just because family is more important. Family's everything. It's, it's not worth it if we're not going to talk to each other for the rest of our lives or something over something we disagree on. So while there are some disagreements, I would say day to day, uh, we don't have a lot. And dad, I think really works to allow us to make our decisions. And he wants to be there to support them, but he doesn't want to come in and override them all the time either. So I think he wants us to learn from our decisions and find the best way forward. And he's there to help us if we need. And that, that, that's outstanding. That's, that's so healthy, that approach. And the, the interaction that you all have as a family uh, and keeping family first, because that's one of the challenges I've seen as I talk to other folks that are second generation in other businesses is becomes a negative impact on the family. You know, as they're going through this transition, if it's not going well, then it has, a, has this negative impact, which I'm, I'm really glad that you guys are avoiding. As you started to take more of a leadership role in the company, Luke, were there some things you wanted to change in the business? So most of the changes I've been working to implement are just things that happen from, from growth. So a big, big one for me is, has been documenting processes and procedures for everything. And that's a big change from, from where we had been being a really small business, just being so reactionary to things instead of proactive and trying to get ahead of them. So that's something that BDR has really helped me with and the different people out the different dealers and stuff I've met at BDR events that I can see working through being proactive and, and it working and you can actually do it. So that's one thing I've been really working to change the culture on is let's document this stuff. Let's get it on paper. Let's make sure we know what we're doing and that someone else could come fill this in and that I could do it if I needed to in a pinch or that someone else could. And so that's been a big change. It's It's been difficult because it's, a huge mountain to look at tackling. Uh, you just got to start taking little bites out of it and, and working through things. And I've just been trying to support people the best I can in, in building those processes as well. Yeah, so that's, that's a huge part about growing and uh, scaling a company. Scaling, that's a, a term that is BDR is using a lot now as we want to help our clients scale. And then we're trying to scale the BDR business. And so much of it is just what you said, is documenting those processes and procedures, having that consistent, formalized way of doing things so that now it's not, you're not relying on this one star performer person that just kind of has it all in their head on how to do things. Because we've all been through that situation where something, that person leaves or whatever happens, and then you're back down to zero, you know, and starting from scratch and there's no way to scale the business that way. So. Yeah, I can see that that's a, a challenge. So there's nothing you wanted to change that maybe your dad was doing that you're like, boy, I always wanted to do it this way. And now's, now's my chance. I, nothing really comes to mind. It's, I think it's kind of weird to say that. I kind of look at myself as a 
younger version of my dad. So our minds work a lot the same. And a lot of the ways he, he handles things day to day and interacts with employees and has structured his day through that personal growth, I respect a lot of that and want to see myself improve on that and, and maintain it. There's not anything super glaring that, that comes to mind of, you know, I want to change how this functions at a, at a high level. Okay. I think that's, that's good. <laughs> and that, that just speaks again to the relationship you and your dad have and, and the approach that both of you have for this transition. So what, what does the future hold here? Is your dad going to continue to pull back from the business? Are you going to, you and your brother's going to buy the business from him? Do you have an end game at this point? Yeah. So We've been working through it because, again, like we talked about a little earlier, our, our family is so important. We don't want this to come between the family and to tear it apart. So it's been an ongoing process that we've been talking through. Dad has a goal of when he's 58 to be able to step out of the day-to-day management. He still will be involved, just maybe not as the president or whatever you want to title him, CEO or you know whatever title you want to put there. He'll still be involved what that exactly looks like. I don't know. We're, we're still a few years from that, probably maybe a sales position or something like that. He'll always be available to support us, but he uh, definitely wants to have a plan to get out. There's, it's also common that you see dealers that they want to sell, but they've never made a plan. And before you know it, you went well into your retirement years and you're still running it and with still no plan to, to hand it off to the next generation, or maybe to sell it to somebody else. Yeah, uh, the, you definitely need to plan for that. And that usually those things take time. So it's it's great that you all are thinking ahead. Now, a little different question. So when there's a problem in the business, does it go to your dad or does it go to you? That's one of the transitions that we're working on. We're, we're trying to get people to come to me more. Sometimes they'll still go to him. But I think a lot of it comes to me more so than him. Uh, the idea is that it comes through the manager, either the service or install manager, whoever the appropriate one is, and then comes to me from there. But I want my door to be open if they have a, a big concern to come straight to me, of course. So that's been a transition that's ongoing because, again, dad has so many years of trust built with some of these guys that it's really difficult for them to change who they're going for and for them to believe that I have the same interest in mind for the same end goal. Yeah, no, I, I can definitely see that. It makes me think of uh, another dealer and their transition. This wasn't a family business, but the business was being sold to one of the employees. And one of the great things that the the owner I, I just has stuck in my mind that he his approach on this because that that was one of the challenges they were having is the internal folks, the vendors, they all kept going to the the owner. And he wanted them to start going to the new guy that's going to be the owner, that's going to be buying the company. And so his technique was when all those folks came to him, he would say, okay, well, let's go see what Joe thinks about this. And really, that was his way of transitioning him to let Joe, the employee, make the decision and and the mm-hmm. owner really there to just kind of make everybody feel good about that transition. So I, th- I thought that was a, a neat way to do that. Yeah. One thing I, I would add there as well that's really helped is my office is, is downstairs in our building. So easy to access. You can see if my door is open, if I'm there, 
and we put dad's office upstairs in the corner. So he has nice windows, you know, good view, and he's a little off the beaten path. So it's a little more deliberate to go talk to him if someone wants to. It's a little easier to come talk to me than to go find him. Yeah. Okay. That's smart. Now, where do you see the company going maybe in the next five years, you know, regardless of the transition, what, what are your hopes for your company? Yeah, I'm really excited about our future. I think that we're already seeing the work we're doing, putting in, trying to build the scale. We're seeing that already paying off. So I'm excited to see what that can do. I see more growth. Of course, we all want that. <laughs> One of the big changes I want to add is is a plumbing division. We are licensed to do plumbing. We just haven't done like plumbing service or install or anything like that. So that's something I really want to add. I think that could be a big revenue generator for us. We get so many calls of, of customers, existing customers that we're giving, you know, names of, of someone else to call. Sure. And that, I think that's a big part of our future. Like I talked about at the very beginning, we're in a pretty rural area. We have some population areas uh, within 20, 25 minutes of us that we get into a lot and making sure that we can provide the best service we can to all of them is a big part of that with adding plumbing and, and looking down the road at what those things are because we are going to eventually hit a growth wall and you know, maybe that's plumbing or heating and cooling, whatever it is, just because we are in a rural area, we have to drive farther and farther to, to see growth at some point. And we're not there yet, but I'm trying to solve for that and, and make sure we don't hit a wall and really stagnate because we didn't think about what the future should look like, what we need to be doing to, to continue growth. Yeah. Well, I, I think plumbing can be a real nice complement to an HVAC company for all the reasons you said. There's all these cross-marketing opportunities, you know, it's just another way to get into back into the home to serve the customers and they don't have to look anywhere else. They they just can come to Shar Heating because you, you have the things that they need and they know you're going to take care of them. So I, that's a great vision for the future. I love that. Thank you. Going back to the transition, is there a timeline that you put on that? You said your dad at 58, he wants to step back from the day-to-day operations. So is that really the timeline that we're trying to make all this happen by? Yeah. So we're about five years out from that. So that's, that's the timeline we're working for. And I think we'll be able to hit it again. The more I respect my dad every day for seeing what he's came through, what he's grown to be. I, I want him to be involved past that, just maybe more as an advisory role than day-to-day sitting in an office. Yeah. Yeah. So let's let's talk about that. What do you envision for your dad's future? What would you like to uh, have that look like? I want him to have flexibility. He's he's put in so much time over the years that he's he's earned to be able to go south for the winter or something if he wants to. So that makes what his role is a little interesting. We've talked about a few things, nothing super seriously. Probably the, the biggest one right now is quoting some of the commercial customers we have where it's kind of a build and spec where you don't really have to be at our main office to do it. He could be working on building these quotes up from anywhere he wants to. You know, you can get pricing anywhere online and, and everything is just so digital that he, he could work from, from anywhere doing it. So I think that's kind of the direction he's been thinking and I've been thinking as well is that he'll stay in a sales role with some of the bigger commercial customers that just take a lot of time to quote and he can do that from from anywhere if, if he wants to. Yeah, the the goal is freedom, it sounds like. He can wor- yeah. work on the things that are 
he enjoys that are a great fit for his talents. And then, yeah, if he wants to take that vacation or, or spend some time in another part of the country or what have you, he'll be able to. That's great. Yeah, I love that. Now, what's what's your vision for yourself, Luke? I have big plans for the future. Not not all figured out, but I, I see see big things. As long as I'm willing to continue to, to put in growth and put in the time and the effort today, I don't really see a cap for what I can do in the future. There's a lot of opportunities to use the name we've built and, and the customer base we've built to, to grow into bigger things. So my brothers and I, we all really see it as a, a stepping point into big things in the future. Uh, what exactly it looks like is still a little bit to be determined. We're a little ways from it. We got to get this transition done first, but we uh, see big things that hopefully allow our employees to have awesome growth opportunities and you know, great careers, our customers to serve them even more than just plumbing and heating and cooling and to give ourselves that freedom that we're trying to get dad as well to be able to contribute, um, but maybe not in the office every day. It might be from wherever we are. Yeah, I love it. And I think that's a, a nice uh, period on on the sentence here of this conversation. Thank you, Luke, for doing this. Are there any final thoughts you'd want to share here? Oh, I appreciate you having me on. And one thing I heard recently at a, at a meeting was when we have opportunity to fire under stress, whatever, however you want to say it, to look at that as an opportunity that it's really a privilege to be in a position where we have the opportunity to grow and where I have the opportunity to make these impacts on people's lives. And, and instead of looking at it as a burden or some days looking at it as like, is this really what I want to do to look at it as an opportunity? Cause it's really a, it's a blessing to be in a position where I have the ability to make these impacts and have the ability to make positive changes in people's lives. Yeah, that is very well said. It doesn't mean it's going to be easy. doesn't mean there's not going to be challenges, but being part of a, a business and a legacy of a family business, yeah, what an opportunity to impact lives and your community. So Luke, thank you so much for sharing with us about what it's like to be the second generation in a family business. You guys have an, an awesome business and it sounds like the future is bright. Well, thank you and we'll thank our listeners and uh, tune in next time.